Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Third hour Maloney 48 events. No mood today. Just Christian and I doing our best to drive the show into the ground as promised. Since we've gone back to all the clicks of Christian's high school days of yore, I think we've kind of accomplished that, have we not? I figured out I figured out where Joey would be. Not Hesh. No, no, Joey's more like me. Cool kid, preppy. Well, you know, you, you know, well, you, you were preppy. You were the well, he shot. did. He liked a he liked a bunch of different music. He didn't like just stick with one style, one groove. He wasn't like I'm just listening to heavy metal and that's it. He was all over the place, you know. And he was and he has a great name. How could you not like a guy whose name is Joey? Joey! Hey, you know what? He gives you a wave, you know, and he's not real physically intimidating, so you're not going to be worried about him beating you up. If you call him something stupid, he just kind of waves, oh, that's Joey. Joey! <laughs> and how could you not like a girl whose name is Jackie? Jackie McMullen joins us right now. Christian Fourier, Tim Benz from ESPN Boston. It's Jackie McMullen. Hi, Jackie. How are you? Hey. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing great, Jackie. What's going on out there? Are you uh, you you constantly looking, trolling Twitter to find out the latest and greatest in the NBA basketball world? A little bit like that. Hey, before we get started, uh, Christian, I have a bone to pick with you, Uh-oh. my friend. Oh no! I was listening in the car. I think it was yesterday. I was driving along. You walked out of Rain Man <laughs> and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, I at least I can admit it. I just Pulp Fiction. I listen. I didn't get it. And Rain Man. I was young. Uh, we had nothing else to do. We decided to see a movie. It was not what we expected it to be, and we decided to leave. You should see it again. I have, I have, I have conditioned myself to be patient enough to to wait out for those movies. And I and I love Pulp, I love Pulp Fiction now. I love it, and I love uh, Kill Bill Volume One and Two. He even made a right. gimp reference earlier, Jackie. If that makes you feel better. All right, it does. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, Let's Jackie, play. what's going on with LeBron, uh, and, and will this affect the Celtics at all? When the dominoes fall after LeBron, how will the dust settle in favor or against what the Boston Celtics want to do in this offseason? I think it's already affected the Celtics because I think the deal that you saw uh, made yesterday with Zeller and Thornton was the Cavs clearing cap space. Uh, hopefully, they they think for LeBron, but it may turn out to be something else. I mean, if you ever doubted that LeBron James is the most powerful guy, not in the NBA, but maybe in all of sports, you have got evidence here. He is literally holding the NBA hostage while he makes up his mind because Carmelo, I think now finally will go ahead and do what he wanted to do, but Chris Bosch's future is tied to him. Gordon Hayward's future is tied to him. Jack's future is tied to him. Everybody is tied to him because all the moving parts won't start moving until he decides where he's going to land. Well, Jackie, I agree with you. And sort of the part B to my question there was going to be that these guys that were acquired, clearly you're right, in an attempt to clear some space for LeBron to come back to Cleveland, will these guys ever see the light of day in a Celtics uniform? Or are they going to be parlayed into something else? And what will that something be if Kevin Love winds up in Cleveland with LeBron James? Right, but that to me is, the uh, Tim, of all the scenarios, I just don't see how they, they get LeBron James and Kevin Love there, cap-wise and otherwise. I mean, 
you have to clear so much space, so much money. I I can see LeBron getting there, but I just don't know then how much you have left over to get Kevin Love there as well. I mean, the Celtics are still trying to get Love, as we know. I don't know. I, I said on ESPN yesterday, you have to be naive if you don't acknowledge that Cleveland is it's a legitimate scenario. But my gut still tells me he goes back to Miami. I just can't imagine being in a room with Pat Riley for two hours and coming out of there uh, thinking anything differently. Uh, I might be wrong, but so far, all the talk of all these guys, Lowry, uh, Carmelo Anthony, all these big names, they're, they're all winding up where they started. What, what about, what about since we're on the LeBron topic real quick, the, the, the aspect of him needing to apologize, the aspect of the notion that he's go, he would go back to Cleveland because he needs to be loved, because he needs to be appreciated, and that's he needs to, I guess, uh, you know, fix the situation based on yeah, how he left. Right? Yeah. Well, there's no question that there's a component of that to his personality. I have in the past compared him, and it's a little unfair to Alex, Alex Rodriguez, to A Rod in this regard. He tries so hard to have everybody like him that he ends up having people hate him, right? And uh, I mean, he's not as ne- he's not devious like A Rod. As far as we know, he hasn't broken the rules the way A Rod has. But he has that sort of, uh, you know, oh, I want everybody to really like me. But I-, I think much more than that is driving this. I do, you know, I had this argument with my ESPN colleagues the other day about LeBron's legacy and how it will be viewed if he, in fact, does go back to Cleveland. I think the large majority of the population would love it because they all hate the Heat so much, and they would like that closure. We all like a happy ending, all of that. But I think there's also a segment of people, and, and I think I may fall into this, that says, okay, let me get this straight. You, you know, you were the best team, talking about being one of the best teams ever. You win two championships. You, you get smoked in the finals. It gets a little tough, and now you're going to walk? Really? You sound like Pat Riley. Well, I feel like Pat Riley. I guess I'm old school. I'm old school. I keep comparing the Heat to the Spurs, the team they just got smoked by, and how the Spurs last year, we declared that Mono Ginobili was done, that he should retire, that Tim Duncan was too old to win anymore. It was time to break up that team. And they all said, no, we're going to keep this group together. We believe in each other. We're going to come back. We have young players that we're developing. And look what happened. Well, you mentioned old, Jackie, so... Paul Pierce, he is a free agent. He's not looking for a lot of money. He's not looking for uh, a long-term deal. What are the odds of him coming to Boston? No, he's looking for too much money. And the only way that I could see Paul Pierce coming to Boston was if Kevin Love came here, too. And you actually had a team that you could put together that had a chance to do something. And I just don't see that happening. But Pierce wants more money than I thought. I mean, he's talking in the 10 to $12 million a year range. He's priced himself out of the Clippers, for instance. I mean, Doc Rivers would take him yesterday at a price that can make his roster work. Um, but that isn't the price. And the Nets aren't going to just trade him away. Uh, they're, not, you know, they're, not, they're not trying to accommodate the Clippers here. Well, do you think so, he'd get that type of money? Do you think he'd get 10 to $12 million somewhere else? Well, I think, again, he's another domino. Let's wait and see how things fall. If these guys all go by the board, if Melo doesn't go anywhere, if LeBron doesn't go anywhere, if Bosch stays, what happens with Luol Deng? Someone's going to be left with a lot of cap space, and they may be willing to spend it on a veteran like Pierce. But it would have to be a team that's close uh, to winning it all. You don't, and that's not the Celtics, and and that's why I don't I don't think it's a good fit for Paul to come here. Jackie McMullen is with us from ESPN and ESPN Boston. Tim Benz, Christian Fourier, middays with MFB on WEEI. 
Jackie, one more Celtics-related item specifically, and I, I do want to get back to one point that you made about LeBron that I thought was really good, if you, if you don't mind. But the last Celtics thing I wanted to bring up was about Rondo. And if mm-hmm. the dominoes do fall the way your hunch is telling you that they're going to fall, what becomes of Rondo, and what do the Celtics look like without him if you do think he leaves? Well, I mean, I think Rondo is one of those second-tier guys that, again, is affected by what LeBron and Carmelo and these other high and free agents do or don't do. And isn't it so ironic and amusing that Paul Gasol has become one of the covetous free agents on the market, too, by the way? Uh, I mean, he really has great value to so many people. He's another guy that's waiting to see what everybody does. Uh, I really believe Rondo is going to be traded. I have no reason to think he isn't going to be traded other than finding the right place and a place where he was willing to play because he can walk on them after a year and finding a place uh, where he can financially it makes sense for them and for him. And I think that's going to be a bit of a tall order for Danny Ainge. Uh, if he goes, clearly it's, you know, are you saying it's Marcus Smart? I was just about to say that. So, yeah, does he run the – can he handle the point then? It's just a lot to ask Marcus Smart. I just finished a 2,400-word story on Marcus that will appear on ESPN.com, Boston.com, uh, probably by tonight. And uh, I'm intrigued by him. I think he's a really tough kid who's had a very interesting background. Uh, he's a relentless defensive player, but he he's, he reminds me of Rondo in many many aspects. Number one, he you know his he likes to dominate on the defensive end. He's not a great shooter. He's never going to be a big time scorer in the NBA, which usually your number one guy has to be. Which is why Rondo can't be your number one, but could be your number two or number three. I do like what he brings, but it is way too much to ask him. Uh, you know, you, you can't ask him that. You could ask Wiggins, you could ask Parker, you could ask Embiid. But I think it's a lot to ask Marcus Smart to do that. And finally, Jackie, I wanted to jump through the microphone, through the phone line to give you a hug after you said what you said about LeBron staying in Miami because apparently you and I are the only ones who feel that way. Uh, I'm of that same opinion. My preference would be for him to stay in Miami. And my theory is I wrote on WEI.com, I had an opus up there, it sounds like it was like your Marcus Smart piece, that it seems like LeBron James, whatever he does, people are going to pick it apart and scrutinize it and use a decision that he makes against him, probably because right. of the first decision that he made. But I get the mm-hmm. vibe that if he goes back to Cleveland, people will say he's just doing it for the story. I would think that he might just be doing it for the storyline, not necessarily for the basketball reasons. And if he goes to a team that has Kyrie Irving in place and they do wedge in another superstar, a la what happened in Miami with Chris Bosh, has he not just done the same thing again? And are we just willing to gloss over because it happened to be Cleveland where he went? No, I agree with you. I think that is a very similar scenario. You know, it's, it's interesting to me, though. You've got Kyrie Irving and you've got Andrew Wiggins there. And you add LeBron and you start, you know, all of a sudden, like I have, seasons, I have a partial season ticket package to the Celtics. All of a sudden, I'm not giving up my cast tickets, right? Mm-hmm. But does that mean you're going to win a championship? Because those guys have exactly zero playoff wins, those two guys. So it, it's, it's a very interesting thing. I, I don't think LeBron's doing it for sentimental reasons. I think he's doing it for marketing reasons. I think he's doing it because he sees a young uh, team that has a chance to do very well. But when I say all that out loud, I look back at the Miami Heat. I get back to the Miami Heat, who, yes, got spanked by the Spurs. I get that. But you can, if they go back the way they were, you can book them right now, right now in the Eastern Conference Finals. No questions asked. Book it because it's going to happen. Why would you walk away from that? And why would you walk away from Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade who, in the wake of all that negative criticism, stood by you, stood next to you, made it as, as comfortable and as 
palatable as possible for you, made you the player you wanted to be, gave you the opportunity you've been waiting for. How do you, how do you turn your back on those two guys? I, I couldn't do it, but that's why I'm not a superstar in the NBA. Jackie. But you are in the media, Jackie. You're <laughs> well, our superstar. I don't know, dear. <laughs> yes, I mean, you way, are. This Hesh thing, not me, man. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm trying to think. We were trying to figure out what would Jackie be. So I need to know a little bit more about your musical taste. You yeah, know, musical so- tastes are very diverse. Okay. Um, I, I like growing up. I, I loved uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and all, all you know Marvin Gaye and all the, all that music. But I also loved you know Elvis Costello. I loved reggae. I was a big Bob Marley fan, and uh, um. I loved UB40, right. and but you know I. I'll had, put you in my know, bucket. I'll put you in the the Joey Christian bucket then. Where the I mean, cool kids hang Aerosmith. out. Yeah, you, know, you got Aerosmith on your playlist, but I'm not a heavy metal person at all. And I have to say, I'm trying so hard when my son listens to rap to like some of it, and I'm just about to like it, you know, and I'm getting the rhythm, and then all of a sudden he says like Jeffrey Dahmer, and I'm like, turn that off, <laughs> you know? Come on. Really? Oh, how about this song? You, you right. like this one? This Marvin Gaye? This is perfect. Oh, live edition too, Joey. Nice job. Very good. Jackie, thanks oh, a bunch. Man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Did we just get Jackie McMullen to rap? I, I, I guess that's about as close as you can get. to. Just see, Jackie's got a name like Joey. Jackie! Hey! Jackie Joey! Hey, I said, how perfect. could she not like a girl named Jackie? Perfect. Well, I yeah. never thought she was going to be hashed. She did surprise me with the Bob Marley reggae, though. Are you, you like Marley at all? Oh, of course. I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, Marvin Gaye. I mean, she's throwing out the classics right then and there. I'm surprised she didn't bust out the Commodores. That'd be another thing. You know, little Lionel Richie before he was Lionel Richie. Hello? Before that whole, that whole thing Keep came going. out. Keep going. Know Dancing you on the ceiling. I like Lionel Richie. I like the Commodores. You've never heard the Commodores. I've heard the Commodores, yes. But can you hear the Commodores? <laughs> Can what? you hear Wait a them? Wasn't that can a Pulp really Fiction line? Them? That was a Pulp Fiction line, right? <laughs> no, that's actually that's, a white man can't jump. That's head. a white man can't jump line. That's more of a, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I listen to Jimi Hendrix. No, you don't. You listen to it, but you can't hear Jimi Hendrix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.